nostalgia, memories, growing up in Central Florida in the 1990s. What a bunch of sappy crap. It's the Sappy Crap Podcast. Starring Steve Bauman and Jarman Day. Welcome to the Sappy Crap Podcast, where the names are changed, but the stories are real. I'm Jarman. And I'm Steve. That's right. The stories are real, or at least how our brains have chosen to keep them. We're not saying that what we're about to talk about is the truth. It's been so long since these events that at this point, it's all just stories. Who knows? We're here to tell stories that only two longtime best friends can. Uh, so what, what are we, we talking, talking about, about this week? <laughs> Damn. That's good. Let's see if we can say the, the, what we're talking about at the same time. Video game. <laughs> video games. games. We're talking about video games, folks. And we're going to leave that all in because uh, this is this is real and raw, video, man. Doing it live. Doing it live. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about video games. Not necessarily like our favorite video games or anything, but the video games that we have memories formed around. Yeah, and maybe down the line we'll think of like a more uh, specific topic about this, but this is kind of a vague impression of our nostalgia of video games and what yeah, that Yeah, this meant is to like us. when you take Silly Putty and put it on the cartoon page, and then while you're pulling it off, you only get half of Garfield's face, and then it stretches out real bad while you're running to show your dad. That's like an example of all my memories, basically, and how they yeah, this is it. <laughs> come in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> half formed putty stretch Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And so I think I, where I want to start off was my some of my earliest memories of video games would be probably around got to be five, six years old. Uh, we got an NES, a Nintendo Entertainment System um, at our house, and it was it changed everything for me. I it was mostly the original Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. That's what we had the, the disc that or the, the disc, the cartridge that had both together in one. Um, so obviously NES had been out since I think 87, 86. When I was born, Maybe something like that. So this point, it had been out for years, but systems didn't come out every couple of years like they do now. Um, but uh, I played a bunch of that, and my other favorite back in that day was Teenage Ninja Turtles, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two. It's like basically the arcade version. But me yeah. and my sister would play on that all the time, and then you know Mario Three came along. We would play one player and two player, and it was just it was amazing. So uh, that's when it all started, man. The addiction. <laughs> yeah, my brother had an NES and a television up in his bedroom, and I wasn't allowed up there without him. Uh-huh. So most of my early is like supervised video game play with my brother. <laughs> uh, but then when I was five or maybe six, he went off to a private, like a boarding school. Oh, okay. Uh, and I got, I don't think he was allowed to take it. And so I got to keep his NES. Yeah. And that was like when I finally got to hit buttons and screw up a lot and then play the <laughs> same three games because the other ones were just too hard. Oh, yeah. Games are super hard back then, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I always was jealous of everyone else who had a, a super NES. I never got one of those. I went to made the jump from there to Sega Genesis. So that just never happened for me for a right. long time. I never got the SNES either. Uh, I think I jumped from from NES, which was my brother's to the N64. I think the N64 was my first. Oh, that's a big jump. Like a new console. It was huge. Yeah. I remember asking for an SNES for years. And every year it was either like I didn't get it from Santa or I remember one year Santa talked about how, like, I should feel lucky that I had an NES and there were kids that didn't have video. like I remember this. my parents deny this shit up and down. But 
Why would I make that up? I remembered. I was holding the letter in my hand. You're lame, Santa. He wrote you a letter about that. <laughs> yeah, I like left it with my cookies and the shit. Like, ah, thanks for the cookies, Stephen. Be grateful for what and you Rudolph have. Rudolph enjoyed the care. <laughs> Don't be a whiny bitch and oh, enjoy what you got. <laughs> Mary, shut up. Mary, shut up. Oh, man. I remember I was so jealous going over to my friend's house when I was a kid who had the SNES and she had Mario Paint. And oh, that thing was crazy. Oh, Mario Paint had a, a little side game where you'd smack flies. And it was like I loved it like nothing else in the world. And I don't know why, but that was just <laughs> that was all my whole world. Just something connected with you. It did. Smacking flies. I don't like bugs. So that works out well. <laughs> So let's talk about some some memories surrounding video games. Absolutely. So I basically listed it by video game. Oh, right. I kind of did the same thing. So we'll be on the same page. We'll have some some overlap, I'm sure. Uh, And my first uh, story is about Age of Empires 2. Oh, that's on my list, man. Oh, man. What a game. Let's let's get the Age of Empires 2 stories out there. So Age of Empires 2 is a real-time strategy, Mm top-down, where you create and control a civilization by making builders build things and making warriors and sending them to attack people and stuff. Like the original Warcraft, but it was yeah, around the same like time. Warcraft, Warcraft 2. Um, and I'm willing to say that I was never the best at it. Um, but we had these buddies, Jesse and Greg. And any video game we played, and you're going to hear about more of this later. Any video game we played, they were just better than us. It was frustrating. Like Jarman and I, like, I don't want to say that Jarman sucked, but we sucked together. I think it's probably <laughs> the better way to put this. We, we sucked as a duo. And we were always middling. Like we could do decent, but they just, they were out of, out of the park. I don't understand. Yeah, we weren't inept, but they were just great at every video game they picked up. Yeah. So we get into Age of Empires 2, which they're into. And not only have, do they have been playing longer than us, but they're just better. They just are. <laughs> And I remember we used to do team things a lot because that's how you deal with it when two people suck. And so like one of us would be on Greg's team. The other one would be on Jesse's team. And I remember at one point Greg got sick of this. So we did a big like four man free for all. <laughs> yeah. So we did it on Black Forest. Mm-hmm. It's a map that has tons and tons of trees and it blocks you in. So you have a chance to kind of turtle in for a long time. And like natural walls and tunneling and that kind of stuff. Um, and not only that, then they would set the size of the map to this huge size. So we would all have these like crazy distances between us, mm-hmm. like insane amount of resources. Um, so we go into it and Greg immediately kills you. <laughs> like in the first 25 or 30 minutes, you are destroyed. He rushes you. You are dead. <laughs> he takes your early gold mines and uses it as a foothold to then come and kill me. <laughs> so he then comes after me. I get almost demolished. I make it out with like three peasants and Jesse is nice enough to let me come and hide in his land (laughs) and him and I make an agreement that I can build like a settlement as long as I give him resources. So I do this because I'm just happy to be there and I want to see Greg lose. I think those are probably the two driving factors in that. Makes sense. That that tracks mostly the Greg losing part. (laughs) Um, so I set up a nice little town and I start giving Jesse like resources and I end up gathering crazy amounts of resources. And then Greg and Jesse fight and it's very close, but J- Greg comes out on top and starts getting Jesse. So I, so I in turn start getting the crap kicked out of me again. I make it out with two peasants this time. <laughs> 
So with Fog of War on though, and and Black Forest, this specifically large, very cavernous thing, um, I go and hide. And I'm not dead. Like I'm not wiped out of the game until all of my peasants are gone. <laughs> it's attrition, so, yep. So I go and I have all of these resources that I was going to give to Jesse that I just now have. So I start building walls <laughs> and I build myself just into this whole corner of the map. So at this point, Greg realizes he didn't get me and he starts searching. <laughs> so I run out of stone. And so I start building wood walls. So I build probably 10 to 15 layers of stone wall and probably another 15 to 20 layers of wood wall. Palisade walls. Just, just put myself into this corner with palisade walls. Greg finds me. He loads in trebuchets, but because of where I put myself, he can only get a few in at a time. So it's really slow. At this point, it's been like an hour and 20 minutes <laughs> since he destroyed my village. <laughs> and so he gets, he's building trebuchets and then he realizes. So what he did realize is that I had more walls. So then he realizes I've got palisade walls. And I remember him turning and going, you know what? Fuck it. And he hit a few buttons and it said that he surrendered and that I had won. <laughs> That's how you and do that it. Was the one time I beat Greg. <laughs> you just hold out longer. <laughs> you can win. I am more stubborn and I have more to lose. <laughs> I have all the free time in the world. <laughs> That's amazing. And actually, they just have uh, released not too long ago, a couple of years ago, uh, Age of Empires 2 remastered. Like a definitive edition. Yeah, you can play it on widescreen now and everything. And they, you know, increase the graphics. Um, and it looks kind of the same, but it's nice being able to play on widescreen. And it's compatible with modern systems. And Patrick right. and I, friend of the podcast, uh, we uh, we we played a few games on it. And we did Black Forest. And we do the whole no rush thing where we make it a gentleman's agreement. Oh, you have like an hour. Yeah, you have an yeah. hour to build up your towns and your forces before you actually attack each other and it's and we played together against computer and stuff it, it was it's it's a lot of fun to come back to occasionally just get those memories flowing Very nice. but yeah it's a it's a great game um something along the same lines uh heroes and of might and magic do you remember that oh, game? oh yeah yes, so i do People out there might remember it was an old game, probably, you know, 90s and early 2000s, maybe. But it was term based still make it in some form. Yeah. Now. And it's term based. So basically we'd have I don't know how many you were there for, but we'd have sleepovers. Where I remember a few of them. It yes. would all night long. Some of us would be playing other video games while someone would go to the computer and take their turn because you take yeah. a while to take your turn, build up your town. And they push the button and it'd be the next person's turn. And they go to the or same computer and take their turn. Asleep, and so they'd like fall asleep for three minutes. And then you go over and like slap them away, get them up to go take their turn. <laughs> exactly. They go take their turn, and then go back and lay down. <laughs> All fueled by Mountain Dew All and by- Doritos. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was am- it's an amazing game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, no, I remember one such that that Greg, I think it was Greg, Jesse, you and me. Now that I'm thinking about Probably. it. Probably. And I remember we played and played and your computer got so angry and so loud. And then at like 4.30 in the morning, it just froze and crapped on the game that we had. And I remember all of us were so mad and defeated because we were so tired and we'd come so far. We wanted it to work out. And we it was like so mad. all running on like a gateway or Hewlett Packard computer. It was terrible. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Oh, and those guys were so good at games that at one point when we were finally like in high school, we we never mm-hmm. drank or did anything bad like that. But we had one night Not really of drinking. I think it was the towards the end of high school and we were going to try wine coolers or something. And the whole goal, though, was we weren't really going to drink. We were going to try to get Jesse to drink so that he would lose at video games. And even when he was 
he'd never really drank before. He was intoxicated. He still beat all of us. <laughs> we were so, so I can angry. tell you that was that was post prom. Oh, is that what that was? Okay. Uh-huh. Because you and I only drank two times in high school. Mm. And one was post homecoming and one was post prom. And the one post homecoming, Jesse was our DD. Oh, uh, okay. So I know it wasn't then. Gotcha. I barely remember those occasions, not because I was drinking, but just because my memory's terrible. <laughs> I remember we were drinking. <laughs> so this is just off topic, but let's talk about it. Uh, why not? We're remembering things. <laughs> so this kid, we'll call him uh, Kiki. Kiki. <laughs> Kiki had this cousin who was older and was cool. He was mm-hmm. like 22 or 23. And I remember she, he said that she had agreed to get us booze. Right. Because we had all kind of decided to drink because none of us we're really drinkers or partiers. We never even we were tried. collectively a very tame crowd. Mm-hmm. And so we got all this money together. I remember us just handing Kiki money. <laughs> so like, give him like 60 bucks. And I remember he took it her and he's like, what do you want? I remember we asked for like vodka and gold schlager. <laughs> and I remember Kiki pulled up and he's like, yeah, quick, get him in. We don't want to turn his So we like snuck a cooler in and like hit it in the game room. For, for afterwards. Mm-hmm. This is the children we are. We hit it in the game. <laughs> um, uh, and we open it up and it's nothing but smearing off ice and ice hard lemonades. And we're, and we're like, dude, Kiki, what the hell is this? We gave money for Blake and Blake. Didn't you hear? And, and he's like, she said that we would kill ourselves. <laughs> and she said that this was fine. <laughs> and she was right. She was very she was right. Right. I had. I think that night I had six smeared off ice. <laughs> like, so like maybe three or four regular beers worth of alcohol. Right. Maybe. And Jesse was the DD. And at like midnight, we decide we're going to go to McDonald's. <laughs> and Jesse, I'm going to Karen. I'm so sorry for what I'm about to tell. Uh, so Jesse's like, all right, you and, and Dylan get in the back. Does anyone have to go to the bathroom? We go. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. So we walk. 15 feet out, we're outside and I have to go to the bathroom because <laughs> I never drank before. I didn't realize how often I was going to have to pee. So I end up peeing in your front bushes on the side. Oh, no. I'll just admit it now God. in front of Karen and God. <laughs> this happened. I'm sorry, Karen. It's now out it was to the my world. first time drinking anything. I apologize. Hey, that was the first time I remember ever feeling the feeling of tipsiness. And I'm like, whoa, yeah, I feel strange it. when I walk. It's strange. Yeah, but that was, I don't think any of us got what I would classify as drunk. No, and that's why Kiki's uh, cousin was very smart. Yes, Kiki's, so all these years later, I don't know who she is, but th- wherever you are, thank you, Kiki's cousin, <laughs> for saving us from killing her. I think we would have taken one sip of vodka at that, and we'd never had it before, and be like, no, we're just not oh, doing this. Oh, God, how do people drink this? Yeah. All right, so off-topic story. Yeah, off-topic. Um, but in that same game room, we had a lot of nights playing uh, games like GoldenEye, Streets of Rage 2, which mm-hmm. was a Sega Genesis game that we would just play over and over again. Um, and you had the Game Genie, so we would put in the code, so we had 99 lives. And so we would just play just <laughs> with reckless abandon. <laughs> and we put on the hardest mode, is insane mode, and put unlimited lives, basically. It would just get the crack it out of us, but just hit back and be not good. <laughs> And speaking of Game Genie, there was one stupid thing I remember doing. I can't remember if it was with you or not, but I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted we got Cruising USA on N64. Cruising USA. Yes, this is me. I can tell you the story right now, and the answer is yes. And it was a Game Shark. Game Shark way, at that point. No longer Game about. Genie. And then uh, uh-huh. 
so we put it on to where you win the races no matter what. But the idea was we wanted to unlock all the cars. So you couldn't do that mm-hmm. with the Game Shark. You had to actually win the races. But you could auto win with the cheat code for Game Shark. So what we did was we we taped down the, the trigger button on the N64 controller so that it would the car would just go and win every race. And it would, it would just go through all the races. Um, the next race would just start right after the last one. And so that was how we game the system so they could unlock all the cars without actually trying. <laughs> well, what I remember, and this was over the course of a weekend, because you did that and we, we, we built it all up, but you didn't have like a save card yet. Oh. So we couldn't turn off the N64. That too, yes. And we left the N64 on for like two days <laughs> while we came in and tried to get the like elite cop car because that was the fastest car. That's in right. The, game, the elite cop car. Cruising USA. <laughs> Cruising USA. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, though. <laughs> um, yeah, that was like a weekend. I do I remember. In, in I specifically remember going to watch a movie, like going to the theater while we left that mm-hmm. tape down on the controller. So it would just keep winning races. Oh, yeah. Like, I might have gone to church with you, actually. That might have been like a Saturday to Sunday kind of thing early in our friendship. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a Streets of Rage 2 story. Oh, it's not please. really about video games, but it'll always be in my memory. So we're having, I believe, our Halloween party at your house. That's right. People, when we had Italian parties every year, Steve and I would throw one and they were, they were epic. <laughs> I think this was 10th. I think this was 10th grade. Epic Halloween party at your house. So your parents made it very clear they did not want anyone inside. Like, I remember this. Outdoor party only. Anybody, outdoor party only. That You had like a side entrance, so like nobody had to come in through the house. The only people who went inside was for bathroom. That was it. Right. And I remember I was dating this girl that we'll call Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And we were getting to like neck in in a corner. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. So I found that like back path back to the game room. Right. Like from your backyard back to the game room and I sneak in there and I think I'm real clever and I get in there and there's this kid Brad and his girlfriend already going at it in there <laughs> and so I'm like oh I'm so sorry and I remember his girlfriend looking at me and going oh we can move to the floor and they hopped off the couch and went to the floor behind the couch like by the game chair what your chair. <laughs> I hope I and knew so these they're people making out down there. you do okay uh, and I'm on the couch and we're like getting serious and I don't know, like, I'm like, we're making out real hard. I'm like, yeah, what's the next step? And so I grab her boob. Oh. <laughs> and so the first boob I ever grabbed was on the couch in your game room <laughs> at this Halloween party, this girl, Chelsea. And I'm like kind of maneuvering it, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Sorry, moms. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it's important. To hear these things. That's important. So, so then, <laughs> So mind you, during all this, Streets of Rage 2 is on the television on pause. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, we hear the door try, and we, I hear your mom, why is this locked? Like, oh, no. Oh, God. So I flip on the light. Brad vaults over the couch, lands <laughs> with like the controller in his hands and hits start. And I unlock it. And I go, oh, I'm so sorry, Karen. And we're just playing video games. Like, this happened in a second. That's impressive. So it was incredible. Like I remember him just being woof, like a, like the Energizer Bunny up and over. Uh, and suddenly we were playing. And and your mom knew exactly what was going on. She's, but we she's were not, so she's quick, a smart lady. But I, we were so fast that I think she gave us benefit of the doubt. 
She's like, maybe I could like be it, wrong, but like they it probably wasn't, were. Like it wasn't like 10 seconds. Like, hold on. While she heard people shuffling clothes or anything. It was like the next moment I unlocked the door <laughs> and apologized. Well, that's very nice of you. But moments before I had grabbed my first boob. <laughs> what a magical moment. Streets of Rage 2. But of course, it was just sitting there on pause. <laughs> oh, so on that same note uh, of my mom and that, at our house and video games. Oh, so yeah. we have Jesse involved in this story. Oh, yeah. Uh, so my mom comes home one day to find Jesse uh, picking up our living room television and taking it oh, out of the house. Right. And she still tells this story to friends of the family and family members and stuff uh, because we had Halo parties like a, a lot of weekends. We'd have Halo Senior parties in someone's year. house. Senior year. Yeah. Day. It was almost every weekend. So we'd have to bring the TVs to someone's house to like hook up the land party, you know, Halo party. It was awesome. Yeah. Someone brought a TV. If you didn't TV, you had to bring an Xbox or like control. Like you, everyone brought something. And one or two of two things happened. Either Jesse was confused about which television I was telling him to get. Or I thought my parents were out of town and that we could use that TV. I, I can't remember, remember which you told the story that you at least maintained at that moment was that you had told him to take the one out of your room, but he was unhooking the one like in your living room, right? Like your main television. And so she comes in the house as he's taking the television out of her house. And I don't think she knew him very well at the time. Um, at least she met him a couple of times, but she's like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> he was I wasn't even at the house. He came around the back that we always left open and he just came in the house, was unhooking the television. <laughs> well, so here's the thing, though. You had a habit of telling us that we could do things and then like not communicating with your mom. Exactly. Because at one I remember point, one time I needed to borrow the camera for a school project or something. And I came in your house at like 630 in the morning or something. Oh, my goodness. I needed it that day for a project or something. And and I remember your mom coming out. Be like, Stephen, what are you doing? I was like, I'm borrowing the camera. And she's like, does Jarman know? I'm like, yeah, he didn't. He was supposed to tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Karen. so in jesse's defense there's a chance you didn't tell your mom oh it's possible and also we had a kiki one time that we talked about earlier he he was over because people just hang out at our my house because it was right next to the high school and they would just go literally four houses from the high school yeah maybe five and so he was just waiting there i think until i got out from school and so he comes into the game room uh, which is in our back of our house. And my mom was doing laundry, which is in the, the kind of the before the game room in the kind of garage area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's in her bra because she didn't think anyone was coming home in a long time. And she's about to do laundry. And he walks in and sees my mom in her bra. <laughs> and he's yes. like, I'm so sorry. And he runs away. <laughs> so <laughs> that, poor that was Kiki. the right response, Kiki. And he was t- t- you know traumatized and she was, you know, really pissed off. And uh, it was uh, I need to stop doing that. It was it was not a good choice. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more about some Halo land moments. Oh, man. There was just so many good Halo parties. Uh, so this story, uh, I'm not exaggerating. Senior year, it was probably three weekends a month. Yeah, we did a lot of it. We were at someone's house. Someone's parents were out. Someone's parents said it was fine. More often than not, it was Jesse's house. Mm-hmm. But I remember hosting a few times. I remember you hosting a few times. Well, Jesse's parents would get a hotel and like let us have their house for a night. It was awesome. Like yeah, they would, yeah. we would or just... his dad had business because he was in marketing, maybe. And then so they would like go to another city yeah, for a weekend it was or awesome. something. Um, and so the first story I'm just gonna call the, the lacrosse country feud. <laughs> All right. So this one was at Jesse's, and you and I always had a spot. We weren't the best, but because we were like there, and I think I had an Xbox and we used your tea, like we had a spot because we brought stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And it was great. But then suddenly there's this big talk at school. The cross-country kids say they're the best Halo players, and the cross-kids fire back. Oh, oh. no, nah, they're the best Halo players. So on a Saturday, in the middle of this LAN, suddenly everyone who isn't top tier has to stop playing, and eight meatheads from the lacrosse team Oh man, I remember that. Shuffle in to settle this feud. <laughs> that those of us we just don't we're there for a land. That's what we're there for. Mm-hmm. So they do like a best of three. I think they do an oddball and a team death match and a capture the flag. And after the two first shorter games, the the oddball and the death match, it, it's it's one and one, and they're going in the capture the flag, and the capture the flag goes on forever. In a way that only original Halo capture the flag can go on forever. I love that it went so long. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> when yeah, I was playing. Got other stories there too. Um, and so I'm just kind of aimlessly walking around. It's starting to get dark outside and dark in the house. So I'm in the hallway between the two major rooms where these things are happening. And I flip a switch thinking it's going to turn on a light. Nothing turns on. So I flip it once. Twice, and I'm like, All right. And then within a second, there's just this outburst <laughs> from both rooms simultaneously screaming, cursing, oh, what the hell? Just angry high school boy angst. And in that moment, I realized that I had hit the switch that was controlling whatever socket the router was on. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I knew that if I fessed up to this, that even if I said it was an accident, people would say it wasn't. They would say I did it to help Jesse and the gang. And this would continue. So instead, I say nothing. I get the hell out of there. Of course. I wouldn't either. They're upset, but the lacrosse guys decide it's not worth it. And they leave. Yeah. And we get to go back. We collectively get to go back to this land party that I silently saved for the worst players. <laughs> That's amazing. By accident. <laughs> By complete accident, I saved maybe another hour of us having to sit and watch. And we actually got to play finally the bad yes, kids. We got to the lacrosse country feud. <laughs> oh man. But those were great nights. We had just random people coming over. We had uh, their mom, Jesse's mom made brownies for us all the time. And oh, yeah. she was, made blondies. Blondies. That's, that was the key. Oh my God. That's right. So good. It was just good times. And I remember one point uh, in college, actually the kind of the end of the life of land parties and halo. We, I had a part, I had an apartment downstairs from my good buddy. He lived upstairs in this apartment building. So we ran a land cable down from his window into my apartment so we could land Halo together from two apartments. Nice. It was wonderful. Uh, the dorms at my college had literally the year before gone through an upgrade so that the entire building was basically one big router. Oh. And so not only could you play with other people in the building over this like local network, um, but you uh, people could share their whole iTunes libraries back when you could do that. Oh, I remember those days. The T T three so, like, or whatever. You would yeah. hook into the network and have access to like thirty people's libraries. Those are amazing. Like, just in the building before they would protect those things. <laughs> oh man, so young. Oh man, so young and naive. Uh, one time hosting a LAN at my place, uh, and I had like all of our normal kind of lower shtick guys there, like the people I liked playing with. And then I I remember I asked Jesse to invite a few of the better guys. Mm-hmm. Like the cross country guy. I remember we had one guy who came who like had won tournaments. Oh yeah. And stuff. I remember his gamer handle was Whipazix. <laughs> to this day, Whipazix. Um so we were never top tier, as I mentioned. Um, but because of that, we got paired with like these better guys. So I remember I got paired with Danny, the really good guy a lot, because I was kind of mid to low. Right. Um 
And so we did a big team death match and it was to 50 and we lost. I remember him storming in and kind of like berating you and me <laughs> for not being good enough. Where was my team on that one? Where? And I was real pissed. So we go into this next round and for whatever reason I am on, I remember it was Beaver Creek or Battle Creek, whichever one they called it in that version. Right. The different. Um, yeah. And I was on, I was destroying, I was killing people. I had no right to be killing. <laughs> and at the end we did lose 50 to 49, but I had 26 kills mm. was the top in the game and the top on my team. And I remember smugly walking into the room with Danny and looking at him and going, man, where's my team on that one? <laughs> Which you'll never be able to say to him ever again. <laughs> never. It was the one time, the one time. Wow. Yeah, that's memorable, those situations. And it's I feel like I'm still that way now with playing Overwatch, where there's some nights I my mind just clicks, everything works out. I'm on the top of the team, getting gold oh, yeah. medals left and right, and then the rest of the nights I'm the same old jar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, even now we uh, good good segue into Overwatch, which right now is really my only real game outlet other than like tabletop stuff. Yeah, um, same here. Where I play with a crew of guys from from work and somehow I got Jarman looped in. For some some nights the of the week, German, German plays time difference. Like once a week, once or twice a week, something like that. Yeah, um, and that that kind of brings me to the point that uh, there's just too many video games nowadays. Like too many for me to care about, certainly. Right, and there's just there were just less games available back in the day. So like the there was one game that was part of the zeitgeist, and you're either playing like the NBA games or like the the, the shooter game, or there's like there's like three big ones that were going right. on at one time. Now there's like a billion games available. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's kind of overwhelming and I'm already yeah, two I mean, consoles behind as far as games I'm missing that I haven't played. And even in the thread that we're in with that, with that group that plays overwatch, there's so many like, Oh, check this game out. Oh man, they just announced this. And I don't care about any of it. It's like, how are you going to find the time any to play of any of them? I don't even have kids yet. And I don't know when they'd have the time to do those things. My condition is always, I will play whatever game people are playing. Yeah, make it a social activity. My bigger thing is that I want to play with people and coordinate and get more out of the game. Whatever game it is, I don't care, but I want to do that. Absolutely. I'd be remiss, though. I have to go jump back before we get towards the end, because one of the stories I remember so much of video games is us playing Myst, the Myst series. And so we if anyone's familiar with Myst, you probably are, because it's really popular in the 90s and 2000s. Um, (laughs) Myst, Riven, um, all those things. And Exile were the three that you and I played together. Yes. And they were just these point and click puzzle games, but they're beautiful for their time. Like the graphics were just so pretty, but you weren't like you weren't moving in real time, but you would click and move and figure puzzles out and solve mysteries. Um, yeah. And at the time we had a kid living with us, not, not really living with us, but he'd stay with us at our school because uh, we he would use our address to basically go to school at Winter Park High School where we went to school. Um, so yeah, we educationally right. adopted him, basically. But he yeah. was this super, super smart kid. Now he's making he's like basically a rocket scientist. Now it's ridiculous. He's curing cancer and sending rockets to space all at the same time. Um, <laughs> we'll call him Donald. And Donald. so he would be doing his homework and stuff. While we'd be playing Mist, but whenever we'd run into a problem, we'd be like, "Hey, hey, hey, Donald, can can you look at this for us?" And we were working on a puzzle for you know a week or like hours and hours, and he'd go over there and solve it in about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um. The so the one time specifically, I remember this happening. It was Exile. You and I had played through Mist and Riven, and I'm talking three to four afternoons a week of two to th- maybe two hour playtime for months. Mm-hmm. We did this. 
the way that only like two obsessed adolescent <laughs> boys can with lots of free um, time. And we got to a point in exile when we were at the end and we had put all the pieces together. We were really close to the end. And there was this final puzzle where we had to like align these knobs and you and I tried for like, you're, you're right. Like a week we tried this mm-hmm. puzzle and we couldn't do it. Cause we just, we couldn't get the math right. Cause I remember we found this chamber that had these different weights and it allowed you to equate like, well, this weight equals three of these weights. And you needed to know that for like, and we just, we couldn't get it. And sure enough, we asked Donald to come over and we showed him what we had so far. And he's like, take me to the room where you saw that. And he's like, Oh, you guys did this or that. And he just went back over to the controls and like turned dials. And that was it. Cause we'd gotten some like very initial math incorrect. <laughs> and it's but just like we weren't smart enough to identify that and he has no context he hadn't playing the rest of the game Zero like he just jumps game. in he's doing like advanced ap chemistry work behind <laughs> us while we are wasting our adolescence and this guy came from china when he was probably i don't know 10 and he learned perfect english within like a year and a half with no accent. he had very very little accent yeah he kind of spoke very, very robotically accent. but he had no accent whatsoever and now he's doing like um just crazy things in the scientific field and tech fields. It's just ridiculous. So as he should be, you know, with that brain. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I remember that exile specifically where we just, we, were, we couldn't do it. We could not do it. And those are also out available uh, in remastered editions. Not that I, they're paying us to say and that you can like but, move through them and stuff. Isn't Brad Dourif in them? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They have live I action cutscenes. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And speaking of Streets uh, of Rage, they also have Streets of Rage 4, which just came out, which is on ooh. Steam, and I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun if you're a fan of the old game. Um, okay. A lot of unlockables and fun content. And uh, the original music. Game, video game I've played a lot of, but it's sort of sad, and maybe this is the story I'm going to tell, uh, that I've played more than any other game, and that's World of Warcraft. Oh, yes. Which can't I spent not mention a that. decade basically playing. Mm-hmm. Like a pretty consistent decade. Um, a few six-month breaks here or there, but pretty much. Um, and the worst part is, is I look back and I'm like, I don't have any stories. Oh, that is bad. That does stink. Like, I remember a few times back when you and I used to play together, but that's like way back in like Burning Crusade time frame, maybe. Yeah, that's the set. The, the fun parts were when we got to play with our friends as a group and as a group effort kind of worked I together. I remember a few guilds where I had camaraderie with people. And at one point, my college roommate and I were in the same guild. So I've got like a few things there, but after 10 years of gaming, like I don't have any memories just grinding killing rats for three hours <laughs> to get a yeah, drop yeah. <laughs> um so it's just it's just it was one of those funny realizations as we were doing this that the game i've played the most by an incredible margin um i don't have anything yeah and my nothing. that is a realization that's weird and like my buddy andy from uh college we'll call him andy he mm-hmm. uh played so much world of warcraft in college it's probably around 2006 ish that he was failing all of his classes. He got academic suspension. He had to go back home to Florida to go to a local college here and to get his grades back up. And then he was able to go back mm-hmm. to Boston University where he went to school because he would just not shower, not bathe, not eat. He wouldn't go to classes. He would just play Dungeon uh, not Dungeon, World of Warcraft for you know days on end. And it was just like, wow, that's it's an addiction. A lot of people get addicted to that game. And that's how it first started. Oh, yeah. And it's still around. I mean it's it, crazy. I mean if I played it all through college and it was, you know, I'd have rehearsal typically until you know eight or nine at night, and then I would go and do homework till ten or eleven, and then I would play till eleven from eleven to two, yeah, or eleven to three, and then get a four or five hours of sleep and then get up and go to my morning classes. Oof! So I'd still get three or four hours of play in a day. It's not sustainable. While maintaining man. full schedule. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I definitely did it though. You were young. 
<laughs> yeah, I had I could burn the candle at both ends in a way that if I did now, I would die. <laughs> I would literally die. <laughs> and that brings me to the future, I think, where I want to think about I hope there is some time in my future where I can somehow play more games because I miss video games. I miss single player video games. I love playing story games like Uncharted and uh, Mass Effect. They're just beautiful and so much thought and, and creative work went into them. And I just don't have I the mean, time. Honestly, I thought that with this lockdown and all that, that I would fall more into video games and I would fall back into WoW. And what I'm finding is that I'm getting much, much more fulfillment out of my tabletop experiences. Yeah, because once again, it's more social and um, interactive. I'm just transferring the time to something that appeals more to what I need out of a game. And I've transferred a lot of my time to both that tabletop games and Netflix and Hulu and TV shows. Like, I yeah, just, well, plus you got you got someone to watch and play with now. Like Anna's never been a video game person. That's true. I and mean, for a while there, because my girlfriend's really into video games. Um, she's a huge Fallout fan. Um, and we even got the new... Um, uh what's uh, elder scrolls online Ooh. um but we just don't have the time to play it now that school started up for her and we just we had a friend of hers we play online with so we had a kind of a group but that's the fun part is we have a group of people you know to play with so that's why we still have our overwatch group and that's kind of oh yeah helping things along but we're old we don't have time to play anymore it's sad so jarman the closing question yes if you could live out one video game hero like go and live out the game uh-huh. who would it be what would it be dang that's a hard question um well a lot of them survive so that's good uh <laughs> <laughs> i think if i was live out one character i, I think uncharted would probably be up there you get to win the game let me clarify you get to win the game yeah, I think Uncharted would be there because he's like basically a younger, hipper Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Right? Um, and he gets a lot of girls and he gets a lot of adventures and sees even some kind of magical stuff and survives to tell the tale. So, uh, yeah, I go to Nathan Drake from uh, Uncharted. How about you? I'm going to go with like Mario, probably, <laughs> because it's from an age of games where like everything is very simple. You mm. went from point A to point B, you killed things that looked evil. You collected things that gave you cool power-ups and made you feel good. And, like, the bad guy was the bad guy. There was no moral ambiguity or, oh, what's his motivation? Or, oh, he stole this amulet because his grandfather failed 100 years ago. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. Koopa has the princess. You got to get her back. And then, like, same thing as you said. You go. You get to get rich. Mm-hmm. You get to kill bad monsters. And then you get the girl at the end. All with a sweet mustache. Always a mustache that I'll never be able to grow and some pretty <laughs> sweet overalls. That's true. You said that one outfit, you only to worry about what you're wearing in the morning. That's it. All right. <laughs> Wake up, press start, get going. Bring. I was say Mario, probably Mario three. Ah, that's, that's great. Yeah. Mario three was a, uh, was a good one. You two. got to fly, you know, warp whistles and stuff. It was real fun. Two was terrible, but uh, we won't go there. Yes. So that rush up this episode of the sappy crap podcast. That's right. Join us next week when we're going to talk about more adolescent angst and a topic that we don't even know yet. That's right, but you'll find out soon. So thanks for joining us on this delightful stumble down memory lane. And don't forget the good times weren't always good. This podcast was brought to you by A Play on Nerds. 
Uh, well, I think that brings us to the end of the Sappy Crap podcast. It sure does. Uh, yeah. So you took my line. <laughs> I, don't care. I think we can try to wing this a little bit. More. <laughs> I know. I'm just so out of, out of practice with this one. Yeah, it does. So you should you should join us next time as we talk about the joys and torture of going to see movies on a date because that's what's written on my script. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, put a flag in. (laughs) I already put a flag in. Okay. All right, you you lead whatever you want. I'll just chime in. Well, I think that wraps up this episode of the Sappy Crap Podcast. That's right. Thank you for taking this terrible adolescent angsty stroll down memory lane. (laughs) You took my line again. I only remember half of them. Because yours is remember the good old days weren't always good at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. You say your thing again. Put a flag in. All right. Put a flag in. <laughs>